All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host and commish, Denver Desert Dog, talking week eight in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Uh, joining me tonight from the Seawolves, defending champ, Phil Bruce. Man, I really thought you were going to take a shot at my for sale sign out in front of the Seawolves front yard. Um, I guess we'll get to that later, but happy to be here. I actually am somewhat prepared tonight, and I'm not unpacking my bag, so happy I wasn't on a flight today. Happy to have you. No shot to be taken. You did say it would be only if you lost this week, and I still think your team's pretty good. So, a lot of a lot of good pieces out there. If I'm a contender, I, I mean, Eckler is the best keeper in the league. Josh Allen is better than, I don't know, every other quarterback except maybe three or four right now this season. Coming up in the cold weather, rocket arm. He'd be good in the championship run. And then you guys, like A.J. Brown, guy's a stud. Alave, I don't, I don't know what the hell he is, but he, he's doing okay. And then the king himself, Derrick Henry. You're getting to the second half of the season. Business decisions. These defenders are making business decisions. You, you tell me, cold weather game, he comes out in a color rush uniform. You don't, you don't want him in your flex two slot? My God. That was a great job naming five players on your team, Phil. Good job. <laughs> um, moving on, take your ball and go home. Still first place, take your ball and go home. Potential member of this week's Game of the Week, take your ball and go home. How you doing, Shane? Wounded. Wounded. Um, I got out teabagged last week by uh, Team Ice Cream. Gotta give him credit. Had Dante Foreman on the squad, dropped him, gets picked up by Ice Cream, goes off for three tutters. Um, But, but, Seawolves fire sale... It's Desert Dog Week. We're salivating. We're salivating. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the possibilities are endless. Um, it's that it couldn't help but notice that I got called out second on the podcast. Usually I'm first. I, I can't help but think that that's because it's Desert Dog Week. Um, yeah, we're, we're excited. We're excited. I got to ask. What, what, and, and this is a family podcast, but what, what does it look like with two, two guys just trying to out teabag each other <laughs> <laughs> just, just two two middle-aged men going at it. yeah yeah just gotta, gotta hand it to him i mean great great uh had foreman right there on, on the roster had had the winner spears uh spears makes a crafty pickup um on sunday and that was it that was all she wrote speaking of spears shout out to uh his son Chase with a 766 series the other night. 766, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, boys getting good, getting good at rolling the, rolling get good. the bowling ball. Yeah, get good. Um, all right, let's do some trivia, Shane. Ah, all right. It's been a while since we've done this one. We usually do it once a year. <laughs> God. Ah. Uh, that's the name. That time. Names. 
I have 24 games in front of me. Oh, shit. I'm looking for the leader fantasy points in our, our league scoring. At QB, running back, and wide receiver for every division in the NFL. This is a lot tougher than I thought. Usually I feel like I've done this before. It's usually after like week four we do it. I've done it. This is, I was just going through it. This is not easy. So, best of luck to all of you. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is the top quarterback in the AFC North. Let's let's start with quarterbacks. Let's keep it simple. Uh, Raheem Mostert. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Raheem Mostert is the top running back in the AFC East. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill is the top wide receiver in the AFC East. Just going for chaos. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey is the top running back in the NFC West. And all of football. And it's not not close. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is the top QB in the NFC East. Mahomes. Pat Mahomes is the top quarterback in the AFC West. AJ Brown. AJ Brown is the top wide receiver in the NFC East. Reason for every question. David Montgomery. David Montgomery is the top running back in the NFC North. <laughs> Give me Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is the top wide receiver in the NFC South. See if he can find a spot in the park lineup this week. We're doing total points, not really, not per game. This is total points, yes, correct. Okay. So, and can you can you repeat the question one more time? I have to listen for something because you always do this shit. <laughs> did, did you say top wide receiver or top receiver? Yeah. Top wide receiver. There are no tight ends on this list. Okay. Reason for every question. George Pickens. George Pickens is the top wide receiver in the NFC North. Or AFC North, sorry. Thank God you're off camera for this. 
Um, hmm. What quarterbacks do we have left? AFC East, AFC South, NFC South, North, and West. AFC East is Tua. That is incorrect. Ah! Josh Allen. Josh Allen, your quarterback, Phil, <laughs> is the number one player in fantasy. Wow. <laughs> number qu- or quarterback in fantasy. And, and you said you said earlier he's available for trade. <laughs> that is correct. Wow. Just makes you think. <laughs> Just trying to get you a few extra extra dollars here at the deadline. Cause for the win. I, I said Josh Allen. He, 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 he just won. <laughs> it, it's over. Congratulations. Thanks. Blind squirrel. Um, what was the other quarterback winning cup? There's still four <laughs> of them out there. <laughs> AFC South. And then NFC South, North, and West. Oh, man. How about Geno Smith? Geno Smith is not the, the leader for the NFC West. That is Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is. I thought that was, that was a tough one. I, I, I thought I, I would have probably went Dobbs. <laughs> oh. That's been pretty good. I'm out. <clears throat> uh, Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua is the top wide receiver in the NFC West. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come back to that. NFC South, probably. Derek Carr. That's a really tough one. Um, is currently the worst player in the NFL, Desmond Ritter. <laughs> um, he hasn't had a bye yet. Um, Baker Mayfield scoring two more points a week, but they had a bye. NFC North, uh, Kirk's the quarterback. Kirk Cousins is leading the NFC North right now after his week last week. AFC South quarterback. This is one. This one I feel like is really tough. I'm gonna say uh, CJ Stroud, but it's probably Trev. It is CJ Stroud. He's, he is like one point ahead of Lawrence going into this week. Okay, so that takes care of all the quarterbacks. There's a couple easy ones left here. There's a couple tough ones. Uh, running backs, ETN. That's correct. Uh, AFC North. I don't feel like that's easy, but I'm going to say Gus Edwards. None, none other than the $99 man himself. Ford? Jerome Ford is wow. the leader in, in the AFC North. It, it was 100. 100, sorry, that was in 
Um, AFC West running back. Um, Raiders. Is it still Eckler? It is not Eckler. You guys can just start listing off teabag players here if you want to close out this list. Isaiah Pacheco oh, yeah, is the leader in the West. Keenan Allen is the wide receiver in the West. AFC South receiver. Um, Nico Collins? It's not. It's, it's Jamar Chase, but yeah. Collins is right there. All right, we need an NFC North wide receiver. I don't think it's Justin Jefferson. I'm going to say DJ Moore. It is DJ Moore after that huge 48-point bomb or whatever it was. Yep. And then we just need the running backs in the NFC East and the NFC South, correct? That's correct. Um, South... That's brutal. Um, I, I have no idea. I have no idea which player that is. So, I'm pretty sure you had a goose egg last week. Bijan? Bijan Robinson, mm-hmm. still leading the South. That's how future uh, the running back situation has been so far. NFC East, I'm thinking either... It could be any one of the four running backs, honestly. Yeah. They, have to be, <laughs> they have to be all very close. Yeah, it was a tough one. Um, I'm going to say Brian Robinson Jr., though. It's not. It's uh, DeAndre Swift is in the lead right now. Okay. DeAndre Swift. That was a tough one, I thought. All right. We'll put that question away till next year. Thank you. <laughs> yes, we will. Um... I guess since the last time we talked, there was a trade. If you want to talk trade, that you know there was the Jacobs trade between myself and Rankin. Not sure it was a great trade for me, but you know I got a player that gets a lot of touches, so that's why I went out and did it. I don't know if you guys have thoughts. Uh, I mean, seemed kind of a a move. I, w- I would say everyone probably saw coming. Um, Rankin. Announces he's trading. Gotta gotta believe Desert Dogs are sitting there, borderline playoff team at the moment. They got they're always looking to uh, make an early move, like you generally do. Um, Jacob seemed like the obvious low hanging fruit as far as getting a deal done. Um, we talked about what was available on the on the flock squad. Um, I don't I don't know what to make of Jacobs. I, I mean, he clearly he's going to improve your roster. Um, that he's still going to get a lot of work as long as he's as long as he's healthy and playing. I mean, he should get a lot of touches for them. I, I just don't really know what to make of that offense. I mean, especially with the quarterback situation not being great. I mean, could be a good pickup, but I I, I think he's a, a flex a flex stash for now. I thought you described it the best way possible. He, he's a player that gets a lot of touches. Um, Probably the right price point. Thought it was a good trade. Uh, makes your team a little bit better. I, I don't know if it gets it over the hump, but you get better. Rankin gets a little bit of walking around money. He gets better at the draft next year. I'm good with it. 
And then we obviously have potentially the Seawolves entering the market after this week. As Phil mentioned, there's some players there to be had. Uh, Mark Andrews is still available on the flock. And everyone's looking at the Bad Dogs and the Renegades as well as potential uh, sellers that could definitely move the market. They have a player or two, at least on each team, that should be considered. So, um, trade deadline is in one week and about three hours. So... Should see some uh, should see some activity here in the next couple days to see um, where things are going to be headed towards the trade deadline. Uh, also, want to apologize to Abuseman Park. He was last week's recipient of the podcast curse. Um, we all basically said that the bad dogs would get dominated by the park, and of course. As so often happens, what we said on the podcast is very wrong. So, um, <laughs> undefeated season over, best team in the league still not over. So, um, let's, I mean, you can't fault us for having not having uh, the, the Jordan Addison 29-point game. Uh Freaking Cortland Sutton, 17-point game. Yeah, if you, sure, if you don't want to be, be held responsible for things, sure, that's fine. Cooper Cup, two for 29. I mean, didn't see that coming. Um, the park had just about their worst week they could possibly have. Um, still put up 106, but the bad dogs come, uh, come in and and take it from. Yeah, tough, tough week for the park. Um, but look, it, it, it's a matchup league. You got to beat the team in front of you. Uh, if you don't like it, plenty of other leagues. Just we'll case. we'll say we were we were fairly close. The curtain salvaged it with uh, with the big CMC Monday nighter. The bowl eagle is putting up fifty two point seven eight. <laughs> oh man, I think we uh, I think we called that one pretty good. He had two goose eggs from Evans and Komet. <laughs> well, that Zach Evans thing is bogus. Every every article podcast you can listen to says pick this guy up, and then bowl goes and spends thirty three dollars on him, <laughs> and they announce the day before the game that Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson are going to get the work. Just nice to see those guys getting some run again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But we should definitely consider that the running back position is not treated properly. It's just not paid properly. But yet we have these guys that sit around their couch for two years and like Henderson hasn't played in a game in like a year and a half. I want to say. Or a year, and he runs for sixty-one yards. He practiced one day with the team. So, isn't that isn't that kind of going against your point though? That like you don't need to pay these. That, guys? that was, I was being sarcastic. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like right. <laughs> these guys are so important, we have you have to pay them, and then it's just like, yeah, but anyone can do it. <laughs> like. <laughs> 
watching the games from his living room yeah. last week. <laughs> just comes off and yeah. they're just like, all right, we're going to start you this week. I thought it was a spam call when he got that phone call. <laughs> Out there swinging real estate. Yeah. Now he's strap, strapping on pads, living the dream. Uh, yep, handing out towels at camp. <laughs> All right. Um, first game, week eight. Flock, nevermore. Flock sitting there at two and five, nevermore, three and four. Uh, nevermore, 21 point favorites in this one. Got three players going tonight. Uh, one from the Flock, two from Nevermore. Got Dalton Kincaid. On the Fox side, and James Cook and Stephon Diggs on the Nevermore side. Fox running out Burrow, Alexander Madison, Gus Edwards, T. Higgins, Josh Downs, Dalton Kincaid, Kenneth Walker, and Mark Andrews. Um, Nevermore, Lamar Jackson, James Cook, Raheem Mostert, Calvin Ridley, Stephon Diggs, Dalton Schultz, Jameer Gibbs, and Kareem Hunt, who looks to be the Short-term lead back in Cleveland while Ford's out hurt this week. Um, let's talk about... Let's talk about Gus Edwards. Um, I guessed him as the top NFC North running back. Uh, he is RB24 in the season. Had a nice week last week. Had a nice week in week one. Those are the only two weeks he scored. So um, just to harken back to the early days of this podcast, Gus Edwards is touchdown dependent. Um, but he seems to be the lead back in that backfield. His carries have and touches have increased every single week. Um, gets Arizona this week. What do you guys think about Gus Edwards? Yeah, I mean... Buoyed by an 80-yard catch last week. That's, um, was it, who was it for the Colts, Phil Donald? Was it guy that caught the 80-yard screen pass? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's giving me flashbacks of that. Was it Donald Brown? I can't even remember. Um, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, seems to be just a, a steady, you're getting 10, 12 carries and you're going to get 50 yards out of it. That's pretty much been his line every week. Um, nothing in the receiving game. He pops off an 80-yard out of nowhere last week. You don't expect that. And anywhere near that type of production, he's only caught like four passes all year. Um, still not thrilled about throwing Gus Edwards in my lineup. Um, I, I got to see more. Uh, it's, it's, it's just not there right now. I mean, I'm got a plan but yeah not not thrilled about it with that being said Arizona's got got to be a decent matchup I figure that Baltimore can can score a little bit but I, I wouldn't expect much more than if he gets in the end zone you're, you're looking at 12 to 15 points what what happened to Dobbins is he just injured or he never came back from the injury what like what's going on with Dobbins he, he got hurt again Okay. Um, he tore his Achilles week one. Oh, oh. Uh, no, nobody scouts the Baltimore backfield like Jason. I, w- I will give him that kind of credit. You gotta like Gus Edwards. You just don't know 
which running back's going to get it. Is it is it Lamar? Is it Justice Hill? Um, our RB two, RB twenty four. I I I like them this week against the Cardinals. They're they're in a good spot. They just blew the doors off the Lions. So it's a good play. Uh, I think he's got a big week and. It's going to score some points here for Jason. Let's put it this way. Since the Desert Dog himself told us to stop playing Lamar Jackson Tutter parlays, he has, oh scored, five, he has scored five Tutters, and I have just been ruined financially because of not playing them. Um, <laughs> we, should, we, should, we should have known. Like, that, that was the sign. <laughs> it was, it little, was like three little. straight times that Phil picked him. <laughs> And I don't even know if they had the ball in the red zone in any of those games. Like, just, yeah. We would have gotten AFC North football. We would have gotten the other ones wrong, Shane, if we had played it. That's, so, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Same on me. All right. Uh Nevermore side. We saw Jameer Gibbs uh break out last week. Had his first touchdown. 11 for 68 and score 9 for 58 gets the Vegas Raiders this week over under the projection of 17 and a half for Jameer Gibbs this week. Oh man. Looking like no Montgomery, I believe again this week. Yeah. He, he's looking like he's going to be the, uh, the lead dog and but looking what, uh, Foreman just did to them last week on the ground. Um, clearly, that you got to be licking your chops. Um, Vegas, pretty decent against the pass. Pretty awful against the run. Um, so, a lot of work to be had there. Got to feel like... I'm, I, I got to take the over here. My God, have, have the Lions played a road game this season? It feels like every damn game they play at home. <laughs> um, we're on the road week one against the, the chefs yeah I don't I don't think the Raiders are really good and you look at what just happened last week uh, I don't uh, 17 I mean ESPN pays a lot of money for those algorithms making that number up uh, Gibbs is going to come in just slightly over that I'm going to take the over too um, I didn't text you guys this, but our Sunday night and Monday night games, obviously Monday night is Detroit and Las Vegas. Do you guys know what the Sunday night game is? No idea. I do. It's the Bears and Chargers. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, <laughs> uh, Speaking of... Uh, Shane, if you can't trade for Josh Allen, I feel like you have to go out and get the Bears quarterback because his nickname is Teabag. <laughs> really? Tyler ba- Badgent, yeah. Oh, okay, that, that one. <laughs> yeah, no, this is, a, this is not a pro-Justin Fields podcast. We're not, we're not talking about it. Um, I'll take Nevermore to win this one. Yeah. This is a, a team that's getting hot. Um, Lamar's heating up. Um, you get Gibbs in the lineup for right now to give him a little room to shine. Um, and obviously catching 
the flock at a pretty good time where they, they they're selling off. They're they're in pretty rough uh, rough rough shape running the, the the two tight end stack. Um, or here and by a wide margin. Man, do you, do you have to smash the panic button on Calvin Ridley soon? His, his last two weeks, he's had a combined thirty five yards, five catches. Ooh, that's that's not good. Um, he might be able to ship like, him off to one owner in the league. I know that. Yeah, someone was waiting yeah. for him on draft day. He, he still waits <laughs> draft him. Um. I like Nevermore, but it's closer than you think. <laughs> for, the, for those paying attention, also, the Lions have played their last two weeks on the road. <laughs> it's bad radio. Cut that part. All right, next game, Seawolves franchise. Wolves at 2-5, and five, franchise 3-3-1. Three, three and one. Wolves right now 10-point favorites in this one. On the Wolves side, Josh Allen, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, Chris Olave, who is the second wide receiver that Derek Carr has driven nuts. First was Henry Ruggs. Um, A.J. Brown. Oh, my God. George oh my Kittle. God. Zeke Elliott and Elijah Moore. <laughs> then on the franchise, we got Tua Tungavaloa, Brian Robinson Jr., DeAndre Swift, Jamar Chase. Josh Palmer, Dallas Goddard, Javante Williams, and Kendrick Bourne. Um, Josh Allen playing tonight. About halfway through the second quarter, he's got 13 and a half points for the Wolves. Um, I can't take credit for that joke either. I saw it on Instagram, so I can't take credit for that. Um, that sounded like one of those those TikTok, yeah. TikTok specials right there. Yeah, definitely. Um... Eckler disappointed last week. Did not get uh, in the end zone. Thought for sure at Kansas City be a little bit of a shot and he would score. But I think he scores this Sunday night one or two touchdowns against Chicago. Well, my my parlay will have two. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's definitely getting at least not, one. <laughs> not the question. <laughs> 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 my parlay will have two um, he's definitely getting at least one I, I'm, Eckler's getting back on the board here in a big way um, Sunday night at home I like some points in this bad boy um, yeah give me give me two tethers for, for Eckler yeah he was out there just running against Kansas City I might pose the question as two or three Tutters. He's getting he's getting in twice. Phil, while I look up the next player to talk about, I want you to look up what a two tutter for Eckler, two tutter for DJ Moore parlay would be Sunday night. Uh, I actually have that bet slip already placed. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only gonna put ten on it though, not a hundred. Okay, so um, right. Oh, you're not trying to retire. No, no, not off that one. Um, Fleetwood franchise. Um, let's talk about Brian Robinson Jr. I don't think it was crazy that I mentioned that 
I thought he could be the top running back in the NFC East. He's running back 10 on the season. Um, part of that is just he's been available and healthy, and he scored four touchdowns, actually six touchdowns. Um, gets the Eagles this week. I think he has a nice game. He's got a low projection, but I think he's a pretty decent player. Yeah. I mean, he's been steady. Uh, that's that's kind of the way I like to describe it. He's a steady, turned himself into a steady, like, got to be in your lineup kind of guy. I mean, you're, you're not worried about putting him in there. Um, I don't know. He's not flashy. It's not. It's, it doesn't seem like he's going to blow you away with the with the huge game, but steady, consistent efforts week in week out is kind of what you're what you're aiming for and what you're going to get. That's, there's not much else I can say. Who was the question about? Brian Robinson Jr. Yuck. RB ten. Oh God. <laughs> oh. Um. Against the Eagles, I don't like them. I don't like anybody against the Eagles. Have you seen? I mean, it's not Washington's front seven, but have you seen the Eagles' front seven? My God, um, I don't know what the question was, but I'm going under on his points this week. Okay, um, I will take the Sea Wolves to win this matchup. Yeah, I mean, given what we have seen so far, I mean, Allen just throws a pick, brings uh, brings the Wolves back down to earth here a little bit. This should be a good game. Um, I, I like Allen to put up a nice 25-point effort here, get the Wolves off to a good start. I like where we talked about Eckler, obviously, thinking he's going to have a nice game. Um, still like the top half of the Wolves lineup, and I like it a little better than the top half of the franchise lineup, even though... The bottom half, the Zeke and Elijah Moore, there's there's some to be desired there. Um, just think they have a little bit more, and I'll take the Wolves in a close one. Oh, man. It's do or die. These guys are playing for jobs this week. Uh, they, they, they know it. Um, I think I've got the better lineup. That doesn't necessarily matter. This week, I love Derrick Henry. I think he's got a nice 65-yard early first or second quarter touchdown scamper in him this weekend. Big games out of the top half lead me to victory. Could be his last game in Titans Powder Blue this week. Pour one out. Um, I think about two-ish years ago, I'm just thinking about this, Shane always talked about the Washington front seven. But he he did like go on like a five minute rant about Washington having small cornerbacks. So <laughs> AJ AJ Brown this week. Oh, 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 oh yeah. fellas, <laughs> not who you want to see. You have small cornerback. Don't know if that still holds true. Haven't been doing my scouting in the secondary of, uh, of Washington. Next game: Bad Dogs against Ice Cream. Bad dogs favored in this one. Ice cream still kind of struggling to uh, figure out their projections, even though they won last week with 
uh, Justin Jefferson and James Conner and Justin Fields on the bench. Did pick up C.J. Stroud today, so there may be a move at QB coming for that team. But bad dogs, uh, Jalen Hurts, Tony Pollard, Rashad White, Devonta Smith, Jordan Addison, Kyle Pitts, Terry McLaurin, and Daryl Henderson. Ice cream right now at Stafford, but I think it'll be Stroud. Bijan, Dante Foreman, Chris Godwin, who just caught the touchdown. Tutu Atwell, Travis Kelsey, Tyler Algier, and Jacoby Myers. That still feels like it's like a player or two away between Atwell and Algier. Um, but both of them have had decent games already this season. We'll start off with the bad dog side. We got Rashad White right now at five points as we're still about halfway through the second quarter. Um, but let's talk about Jordan Addison. I think he was the third wide receiver taken in the NFL draft this year. Obviously, is the monster game last week on Monday night. Seven for 123. Two touchdowns to lead the Bad Dogs to the victory over the park. And he was getting some really high praise from the Manning brothers in that effort. Um, still got a couple weeks till Justin, Justin Jefferson comes back. Gets, a, I think, a pretty good matchup against Green Bay this week. What do you guys think about Jordan Addison? I didn't know much about him coming into the season, but he has looked pretty good. Yeah, I think it was a couple of weeks ago we, we talked about was this guy going to be able to um, carry the load and, and carry the the wide receiver one tag that goes along with, with having Jefferson out, and now you're the guy that's going to be getting all the, all the top cornerback coverage and what it was going to do to his fancy value. Um, and since then, obviously, I mean, the, the huge week last week, he scores the week before. Um, he's, he's on a three-week streak here where, with getting in the end zone. Um, clearly, it looks like he can somewhat handle it. <laughs> um, I, I expect it to continue in, in some way. Um, obviously, I think Hawkinson's a little banged up. Um they're going to continue to throw the ball, and and he just he just he looks the part. Um, from what I watched so far of him, he looks the part of being um, a future wide receiver one in this league. I would like the record to show uh, after the draft, Cuz said Hawkinson's the number two option in this offense, and I said no, it's Jordan Addison, and I tried to get him to bet it, and he said no. Uh, Addison's really really good. Um, that's why he was drafted so high. He looks phenomenal. I, I do have some concerns rest of the season, depending on when Jefferson comes back, because you know how these defenses, for number one options in offense, all they have to do is roll coverage, and the guy's going to start putting up goose eggs. Um, until defenses figure out how to do that, and they do it, I still love Addison as a play. Um, yes, you're right. But I also want to bring up one more thing about mixed team. If there's ever a reason that we need to consider just banning the tight end position, Kyle Pitts, tight end 12 on the season. He's a tight end one. <laughs> I, I, I just, he's averaging 6.8 points per game. And he's one of the best options that you can throw out there at that position. Yeah, it, it's just so ugly after the first few. 
I mean, it's it's honestly, it's honestly getting close to the the kicker defense kind kind of deal where it's just so much of a crapshoot. I mean, you drop down after Kelsey, Andrews, Kittle. I mean, Hawkinson. I guess you can throw in there as a consistent guy. Um, Laporta looks like he might be one of those guys. We'll see if that continues. Um, after that, it is. I mean, it's just torture. Awful. Um, all right, let's get over to ice cream side. Um, we'll talk about the quarterback that I think he's going to play, and that's C.J. Stroud at Carolina. He's quarterback thirteen on the season. Um, had three really big weeks in weeks two, three, and four. And the other three weeks have been uh, average. Coming off the bye week last week, Caroline on the road, number two quarterback in the draft against number one quarterback in the draft. Got to think there's going to be a pretty good game from Stroud this week. What do you guys think? Yeah, a little something to prove, huh? A little, little something to prove here. You got to like that. That little storyline going into the game. Um, and you got to like the fact that Caroline is not that great. Um, a little comeback to earth here after the, the three-week um, just showing out um, where they were throwing it all over the yard. Um, but still, only one pick on the year, which is uh, just kind of unheard of for a rookie quarterback to play uh, seven games and, or six games, whatever he's played, and, and only have one pick. So that's, that's a big that's deal. With the scoring change to minus three, that's a big deal. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, I'm fluent in your sarcasm, Phil, so... I <laughs> I'm right there with you, buddy. But, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's been great. I, I got to expect he's going to have a nice week this week. I, 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 don't, I don't know what the question was, but yes, on CJ Stroud. <laughs> wasn't, uh, wasn't that rule change the reason why Carson Wentz was a top keeper in our league? Correct. Correct. Nice. That Shane Shane was on that hill for at least half of a season, like <laughs> five or six years ago. Uh, man, look at this lineup. You're rostering three quarterbacks. You're double stacking the Falcon backfield in it as starters. <laughs> five I, five, and, five and two. Five uh, and two record. Five, uh, hey, Algier would start all day in my lineup. Um, Stroud's a really good quarterback. Uh, I'm surprised. I don't know how you were supposed to pick out that this was going to be the Ohio State quarterback that was going to make it and not Haskins and, and not Fields. Um, although Fields is still technically a starter when he comes back. I like him this week. It's a good spot. You know, I love revenge games. Any kind of storyline I can get behind, uh, I'm all for it. I love drama. Big week this week. Oh, we get a little who's your daddy moment here as uh, the former Nevermore tight end who Kaj just bullied him out of the lineup <laughs> now scores a touchdown against him on Thursday night gotta love it yep. oh doing his best Deontay, Deontay Foreman <laughs> um, I will take the bad dogs to win this one and get themselves back into the playoff picture yeah so I mean we gotta even though I, I, I like the way that it's set up. I mean, look at this ESPN shit. So I'm looking at Jalen Hurts right now. 
and the the video for him, the headline is "What makes Jalen Hurts a lock in Week 8? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I I don't even know where to start. Um, I mean, maybe because he's been the best player in fantasy for the past year and a half. Um, maybe he has six rushing touchdowns. I I don't know which one it is, but yeah. Um, and then yeah, it, it, this is just stupid. Um, Bring Barry back. <laughs> I, I do think, actually, that that Philly-Washington game turns into more of a, a slow fest. They usually play some lower-scoring, weird type of games. Um, her purchase is still obviously going to do well. Um, Last time they played, there was 60 points scored. Thanks, Phil. I appreciate it. <laughs> I like... Uh, I like, the, I like the bad dogs as well. Oh, excuse me, 65 points scored. Uh, when they played uh, just they, October 1st. They play twice a year. No, talking no you're historic, right. Talking historic no, here, Phil. Right. You're right. No, no, you're right. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the double stack Falcon running back core gets it done this week. I'm going to go against the grain on this podcast and against ESPN projections. All right. I like them. Uh, Falcons, Titans, it's going to be a higher scoring game than everybody thinks. <laughs> King's getting loose. King is getting loose. Give me the ice cream. Will Levis against Desmond Ritter sounds like points to me too, Phil. So. Get, get loose. <laughs> is Will Levis starting this week? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. And Malik, Will, Malik Willis will get time as well. You want to just give me that? You want to give me that hundred dollars for that Hopkins bet now? Or we're gonna hold out? Need a season-ending injury. All right, next game: Steel Curtain, four-two and one against the Renegades, two and five. Mike Evans, uh, right now the only player in this matchup. He's got one catch for seven yards here as we approach halftime. Over on the curtain side, Justin Herbert, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Garrett Wilson, Brandon Ayuk, Darren Waller, Amari Cooper, and Amari Demercado. Renegades, Dak Prescott, Saquon, Jonathan Taylor, Mike Evans, Zay Flowers, Hunter Henry, Drake London, and Deontay Johnson. Um, Big $18 Jerry Judy ad for the Renegades this week. Definitely, this podcast loves it. We have not talked about what coaches we think are going to get fired before the season's over, but there's two. I have receiver fifty six. Oh my god! There's two quarterback, two coaches. I'm sorry that I have in mind. They both coach in the AFC West. I think there's no way Brandon Staley and Josh McDaniels make this season out. My question slash comment about the Steel Curtain team is. When or when do we stop blaming Brandon Staley entirely for the play of this team? And when do we start? He's been good for fantasy, but Justin Herbert's not good. Like, in terms of just managing a football team and managing situations. Um, Everyone likes to talk about him because he's got an absolute howitzer attached to his shoulder, but... I'm just I'm, I leave myself less impressed with him every time I watch him. 
I mean, this isn't just Justin Herbert, though. This, this goes back, <laughs> like, decades for the Chargers franchise. I mean, this is, as long as we've pretty much been alive, like, this is what the Chargers do. Um, <laughs> it seems like for the past 20 years, they've had, I mean, you have Phillip Rivers, I mean, it, he was a great quarterback in terms of producing numbers. Um, and it seems like every game they play comes down to, like a one possession game at some point and they win like 20% of the time. And it's always really exciting somehow. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm there with you yet. I still think Herbert's pretty good. Maybe, maybe it is the, I mean, you see the, the physical traits. He's huge. He probably has the best arm in the league. Um, he runs well. I just feel like Josh, Josh Allen's taking a lot of heat this year for the way he plays. And yeah. I, I don't know that there's any difference between the two of them. Yeah, you're, there's definitely, I mean, it's something like playing quarterback and, and being a winning quarterback is, is different than being a talented quarterback. I mean, there, there's just some, some nuances and, and things that, that go into account of like when you have to be good, when you have to make certain plays, when you have to throw the ball away. I mean, like Tom like Brady, and, like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah <laughs> absolutely. I was thinking yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just sometimes like incompletions are are your are the best thing you can do, um, and it doesn't seem like he, he, he's figured that part of it out yet. So um, sometimes these talented guys, it takes a while for them to realize the nuances of winning compared to stat accumulation. You guys don't like Herbert? I mean, the guy can throw a football through a brick wall. <laughs> uh, I will say there's a big difference between Josh Allen and Herbert. Josh Allen came into a situation in Buffalo where they probably have tried 30 quarterbacks since the last time they had a franchise quarterback. You got to go back to Kelly in the 90s. Um so he, he came in and sort of started his own legacy with the Bills and brought them up from a laughing stock of a franchise where Antonio Brown, even when he was crazy, said he wasn't going to go there to, to what they are now. And Herbert's done, even with 10 times the arm Philip Rivers has, Herbert's been a poor man's Philip Rivers. Just hasn't gotten the results. Doesn't seem to manage the game to make all the throws, but can't make the plays. Yep, and when he goes off Sunday night for about a 45-burger, Phil will be sure to have those receipts ready for me. So I'm excited for that. Just to be clear, you don't consider Doug Flutie a franchise quarterback or or Rob Thompson <laughs> or Tyrod Taylor. J.P. Lo- J.P. Losman. <laughs> Peterman, <laughs> yeah, it's been pretty pretty bad. Fitzpatrick, yep. Saw a on uh, going over to Fedley's team. Saw a guy getting loose last week for the Steelers. It's been a while since we saw him play. He had five for seventy nine. He's wide receiver one hundred three on the season. Deontay Johnson was back and had a decent game against the Rams. Gets Jacksonville this week. Phil, you're the Steelers expert. What are your thoughts on Deontay now that he's back and playing? Oh, man. It hurts Pickens. 
It, it, it hurts Pickens big time because when you look up midway through the third quarter and Pickett's got 109 yards passing, half of those are going to DJ, half of those are going to Pickens. There's still life in this Hopkins bet. Mark my words. For those listening at home, Pickens had 107 receiving yards last week. Um, I said so. midway through the third quarter. <laughs> Look it up. Look up the stats. <laughs> No, it definitely does. I mean, I, I was I was interested to see um, what the, what the offense was going to look like with Johnson back. Um, clearly, I got a little bon- a little boost there early in the season here with with him being on the on the pine. Um, Pickens was able to feast there for a couple weeks, um, but it, it looked like Johnson was going to step back into that wide receiver one role. Um, seemed like they made it a a point to get him the ball. Um, and he, he looked actually pretty good watching that game. I thought he looked pretty good. Um, I still think Pickens is a pretty good player, though. So I, I think there's going to be enough room to go around for both of them. Who do you guys have winning this matchup between the Curtain and the Renegades? Yeah, we see Al. Or, sorry, I'm on the wrong one here. Um, this is this isn't a, a very close matchup in my opinion. Uh, the Curtain are a sneaky good team. Um, so little couple holes to be fit, to be filled, which I think they're going to be very aggressive. We're going to see them be aggressive here in uh, in the near future. But I mean, Christian McCaffrey. I just want to point this out. So Christian McCaffrey has like 160 points so far this year in fantasy. He's he's running back one overall. So running back 12, which is still an RB one in our league, has 84. <laughs> so he has nearly twice as many as the back end RB1. Um, this guy's incredible. Um, can he stay healthy for the whole season? That's that's kind of the, the CMC um, bugaboo. I mean, that's that's the thing. If he stays healthy, he's a league winner. If he if he doesn't, um, he kind of the team looks kind of a. Uh, Mediocre, but as long as CMC's on that squad, I'm going with him. That guy's going to score at least once, probably twice. Um, so, yeah, give me the curtain. Oh, my God. Saquon scored 61. Um, this is the week. Look, r- real men, real fans know football is a game one in between the tackles. Najee Harris bounce back game this week. He had an okay game last week. This week, he's going big against the Jags. And that punch, Najee, CMC, it, it, it's going to get ugly early and often. Give me the curtain. I think I expect him to take a couple shotgun handoffs and see what he can do with them, Najee, but I like the Renegades in this one. I'm going to take them I still think that roster's not awful. Um, it might be some name value I'm looking at and not actual production, but um, I think they have a shot to pull this one off. But it is really hard to pick against CMC. I agree with you about that, Shane. God, how good are the Renegades three years ago? <laughs> Freaking loaded. All right, we have two games left in week eight. Let's go to 
Next game, Abusement Park against the Weevils. Six and one Park against three and four Weevils. 20-point favorites for the Park. No players going tonight in this matchup. Parkside, Jared Goff, Travis Etienne, Jalen Warren, Cooper Cup, Tyree Kill, TJ Hawkinson, Adam Thielen, and Puka Nakua. Bull Weevils side, Kirk Cousins, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk, Cole Komet, Christian Watson, and Nico Collins. Um, start off with the park. They're starting a backup running back, and they're still projected for 120 points. Yep. Um, yeah, wow. Let's talk about old man Thielen, wide receiver number seven on the season. Um, three games with over 100 yards. Three games with 13 and more, 13 or more targets. Four touchdowns so far in the season. There's no shot that I ever thought this was going to happen. He gets a good matchup against Houston this week. Um, you guys think he can keep this up for the whole year? So yeah, he's been. I mean, he's been kind of the fancy darling. I mean, old man feeling. He's always been a steady fancy guy, um, but it always been a steady wide receiver too. Um, that's what we've seen from him in all his years in Minnesota. He was, he's been like a, a – there might have been a year or two he snuck in there in the bottom end of the wide receiver one rankings that I'm missing here, but he's been widely considered as well, a solid wide receiver too. Um, just been outstanding. Um, of course, the ESPN video firm says why his red zone targets make him a must-start wide receiver. Um it's not <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that he has had four fifty two targets in the last four weeks. So. How many of them are in the red zone, Shane? Yeah. Um that makes him a must start. Yeah. I mean, at this point you're you're clearly on any other team in the league, pretty much I guess other than mine, <laughs> he's a guaranteed start. Um so the wide receivers that we have. But to answer your question, the pace has to slow, right? I mean, it, it's it's going to slow down a little bit. But the one thing I will be saying is that his team's going to be losing a lot. He's a great safety net, and there's not a whole lot there to challenge him as far as targets. So, got to figure that the the catches are still going to be there. I the touchdown production. The yardage production's got to come down a little bit. Still stays in that bottom wide receiver one, top end wide receiver two conversation. I don't know if it is going to come down. I mean, Thielen's had full seasons like this, uh, and it's been ridiculous. And I thought the same thing that hey, it has to slow down, and it just didn't. It didn't happen, and. They're such a bad team. I don't think defenses care enough to roll coverage and take them out of the game. I like him as a wide receiver one. Rest of the season, he's going to continue. I, I feel dumb for not prioritizing him more of the draft because he was someone that I was targeting and I liked, and I just it just didn't roll the way that I thought it did. You just think you roll some coverage, bracket him with a safety, 
And it's, it's, it's done. It's not he easy. Can't do anything. Yeah. He's just out there running routes. Yeah. They should do that to Hill and Kelsey too. No. I don't know why defenses haven't caught on, although Hill is against Bill Belichick this week. So you know he's not getting anything. What's up with these games where the teams are playing the same team in the division, like, and the division matchups are over by week eight? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, hate, I hate when I, they do that. When they play, like, they play week five and then week seven, like, dumb shit like that. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah. Spread it out. All right, let's go to the Weevils. Shane will remind me if we've talked about this player. I don't think we have. Um, I have been pleasantly impressed with Christian Kirk this season. He's got 1.4 in week one, but every other week after that, he's been double digits with a low of 11.4. There was a lot of talk about Calvin Ridley at the start of this season, but I think Christian Kirk is the number one receiver right now in Jacksonville. Um, and I think Bowles going to get some really nice production from him through the rest of the season. What do you guys think? Yeah, so if, if I remember correctly, I mean, last year Kirk was outstanding. Um, was Lawrence's favorite target pretty much the entire season all the way until I think Ingram took over in the in the playoffs where he was the, the guy. Um, but Kirk, Kirk was like just that they spent all that money to go get him. And it was like, what are they doing? This guy's just average. Um, and he had a great year last year. And it's we're kind of seeing that roll over into this year where it's just been steady production. Um, and the targets are starting to fall his way a little bit more than they than we thought with after the Ridley blow up in week one. We thought it was going to be a Ridley offense. And that, that's not been the case. Um, Kirk's the, the number one guy. I, I don't know if it's a, a clear cut. This is an absolute wide receiver one play, but I mean, he's certainly a guy that you feel confident getting you wide receiver two production rest of the way. <clears throat> you wonder if the wrong guy was kept, and we should have been keeping Christian Kirk. That that's how good he's been. I I didn't realize I knew he was good. I didn't realize the stats were that good. Holy, especially for how bad Trevor Lawrence has been, at least fantasy wise. Um, I, I don't know. Is it a chemistry issue with Calvin Ridley? I, is that something that just gets better as the season goes on? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. But in the meantime, Calvin Ridley is the receiver that you want in that offense for the rest of the season. Kirk, Kirk's the receiver, I'm assuming is what you meant. Yeah, what did you say? You said Ridley. <laughs> no, not Ridley. Kirk. That's why, cut that in the other room. That's why I was confused. <laughs> Didn't know how to respond because I thought we were talking about Kirk. But um, you guys want to say it with me again this week? <laughs> should, we, should we make this a thing? Uh, I think this one has a chance, a slim chance, for a little bit of an upset, so I'm not going to say it with you. Park huge. Park a little Huge. banged up. Huge. Hill a little banged up going into this week. He's fine. Stop. Um, <laughs> should be more concerned about the role of coverage than, than his nurse hamstring. Yeah. Hawkinson a little uh, little hobbled. A little chink in the armor there. 
to our uh, to our league leaders. Can't say that. That's um, racist. <laughs> With that being said, they're still still just a little too good. I think it's closer than the experts think, though. Park by less than ten. This uh, this Puka Nakua dude is just. Look at these target numbers are just insane. Man, we all had a chance. Two chances. All right, it's time. Game of the week. Dog. Are you telling me Van Jefferson was not the guy to leave the draft with? <laughs> Dogs. <laughs> Dogs baggers. A tale as old as time. <laughs> Projections. Just couldn't be more on par for this matchup. 110 to 109. If you're rounding, 110 to 110. Um, This one has fireworks written all over it. And Shane's, as he usually does, actually we both got, you got three players on Monday night against me? Sure do. Oh my God. Two on on Sunday night, buddy. Nice. (laughs) Nice. That's exciting. This is one I'll be feeling really good about, probably. But we all know what happens here. Um, Dogs, Mahomes, Ramondre, Alvin Kamara, CeeDee Lamb, Milk Carton 1.0, Evan Ingram, Tyler Lockett, Josh Jacobs, T-Bag, Trevor Lawrence, Isaiah Pacheco, Chuba Hubbard, Devontae Adams, DJ Moore, Sam Laporta, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Keenan Allen. George Pickens draws the short straw this week. So does Zach Moss, it looks like, at the moment. Roscoe, potential to come back this week, so maybe maybe Chuba's not the guy. Um, we'll start off on the dog side. And let's talk about Alvin Kamara. He's been outstanding since he returned. Check down Derek Carr, loves throwing to him. He's got 35 catches in four games. Gets Indy this week. Got to feel good about Kamara. Phil, I feel like you were right about this one. I told you. I, I, I told they got his weight right in both of his legs. The guy <laughs> was primed for a breakout. I didn't know he was going to be getting the, the passes. I don't, I don't know if anybody did, but holy cow. Um, you got to feel good about throwing him out in the lineup. If he didn't miss the beginning of the season, he'd be in RB1 territory. I think we were both right on him. I was right, and I didn't draft him. You were right because you drafted him. Yeah, he's been outstanding. you got to love it. Um, just putting up Madden-type numbers in the receiving area. I mean, two weeks with double-digit catches. Um, just stupid. I mean, I've obviously been always been a great guy out of the backfield, but, I mean, you're getting, what was it, 12 for 91 last week or something? Um, then that one week, 13 for 33. I'm not even sure how that's possible. Um, <laughs> but You don't know? Is that, I, I don't. Is that, is that a weird line? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't even know, but I mean... 14 targets last week, eight the week before. I mean, 14 in week in week four. Um, but outstanding. Everyone else, I mean, Williams gets hurt. 
Kendra Miller not good at football, um, like we had thought possibly being the case. Um, he's a one-man show and just turned into a, probably the one of the draft steals. I think he scored more points on Thursday night than ETN. ETN had two touchdowns, and Kamara yeah. didn't score. So I thought that was interesting. And then I played against my dad in another league last week. My dad had ETN and Alvin Kamara against me. I lost by four points. <laughs> um, all right, Shane, who do you want to talk about on your team? Oh, man. I'd like to know what to do with Trevor Lawrence. Oh, God. Um, we already about, know what you're doing. You talked about how... I mean, you talked about how, how Phil, you just said how he hasn't been great in fantasy. He has been pretty consistent. Um, just consistent at that 18, 18, 17, 20, 15 in the, la- in the last five weeks. I mean, he's, he's playing pretty consistent. It's just not, not putting you over the top, not flashing, but not taking you right. out of the game. I mean, what, what do you do with this guy? I, I expected him to be better clearly i expected him to be that guy that's consistently in the in the low 20s um what, what do you do here with trevor lawrence what do you expect the rest of the way you, you, you cut him because he's qb14 and he stinks um 18 points in a fantasy so, so to give you a little flavor of what you need you, i had daniel jones score 44 points in the championship game last year like you, you need quarterbacks that have a high ceiling, not an average of eighteen or nineteen. So the answer is you cut them, and you make a trade for Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen, and you give me five dollars draft cash, and the league gets angry at email. <laughs> You're miss. I used my quarterback last year. You're missing the rushing TDs. That was a big thing for him last year. Yep. And I also feel like you're just missing the TDs in general. I mean, that's that's really what's been missing. The yards, I feel like, are about the same as they were last year. It's just ETN is the one scoring the touchdowns. Um, you know, do, do you one better if you want to have a conversation around Mahomes and Stevenson going your way for some action on some wide receivers and Lawrence, we could, we could talk offline too. So, um, Mahomes and who? Mahomes and Ramondre. Cause while Shane's team is really good, he still needs another running back. Correct. <laughs> um, so I don't think that trade gets done. I don't think either of us are willing to give anyone, any, either of us, anything to help each other. So, um, but there's a world where that's interesting. I don't mind Lawrence. I mean, yeah, it's been probably underwhelming. You probably thought you had a chance at a top five quarterback when the season started. But this schedule is going to start to get loose. You got Pittsburgh this week. Then the bye week in San Francisco. But then you get Tennessee, Houston, Cincinnati, um, Cleveland and Baltimore, Cleveland's D's okay, but then the Colts just destroyed them. I don't know that 
Baltimore's D is that great. Then you get Tampa, Carolina. There's some really nice matchups there for you down the stretch here with Lawrence. So it'll get better. But if you do get a chance to add a Hurts or an Allen, that's obviously a game. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you have to at that point. Another Josh Allen touchdown. Seawolves not selling. It's a Gabe Davis game. All right, I want to hear it from you guys. Who wins this one? Yeah, so I'm watching the games last week, and all I could think about just popped into my mind. I'm like, this season is so predictable. This is an absolute Desert Dogs championship team. Oh, God. Um, oh, my God. It's just the kind of team that he wins with. I mean, it, it's... Kind of slow out of the gates. Um, there's a couple missing pieces. Some stars aren't performing up to par in the beginning of the year, just when you kind of don't want them to. Um, gets the pickup of Kamara that, that kind of steps in and takes over. Um, but, but, I got way too many primetime guys this week. <laughs> Way too many. Five Sunday and Monday night. Um, Devontae Adams is scoring this Monday night. He's actually not good on Monday nights. He's good on Sunday nights. (laughs) He's scoring. (laughs) Problem is, CD Lamb's also going to have a nice week this week. This is going to be. There's going to be some points all around on this matchup. I got to figure this is going to be pretty high scoring. Um, I, I just think I have too many primetime guys, which is exactly what you want um, in what I expect to be some some high-scoring games. So give me take your ball home. Take your ball and go home like 125 to 120. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at – no offense, cause I'm just looking at your lineup, and I'm, even with the addition of Josh Jacobs – I don't. I don't think it has the ceiling no. to put up really big weeks. Like I like Kamara. I like Lamb. I, I think it's rare that they would go off in the same week. But the rest of it. Um, <laughs> what is what is that? Their performances have anything to do off each other? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I, because it's so different than Shane's take, which was championship roster. Um, I'm just not there. Shane's running back position is a, a little bit of a cemetery graveyard, but the rest of it is so damn good. Give me teabag, and I I think it's going to be double digits. Yeah, I think it's teabag too. Um, just better receivers and Laporte is really good and I don't know why they think Patrick Mahomes is going to put up 29 points at Denver <laughs> but that feels bad I don't think that happens um, he's, he's benched by halftime I don't they don't play well there they never have we'll see yeah I think that's going to be the turning point kind of in the matchup is is how that one turns out. Um, they've had some shaky outings in, in Denver in the past. 
Denver's obviously not as good as we've seen their defense be in the past, um, to put it mildly. I think that's a big turning point in this one. Um, can it, can we can we limit Mahomes to to the big week and, and just keep him in the in the mid twenties? We just watched this game two weeks ago. Yeah. It was it was nineteen point three four. That was yeah. in KC. Yeah. So. But I think the Baggers win, so gets me back to four and four. And I know Shane, you probably think I have another move up my sleeve, but. You guys, are, you guys are forgetting. I traded draft cash at the draft, so there's really not, there's not really a move left. So there's always a move left for the Desert Dogs. You know, there's one more in play. Um, you never know when it's going to come. Probably eleven forty-five p.m. on a Tuesday night when everyone's sleeping. There'll there'll be something. Something stashed away. Late night news dump? Yeah. <laughs> chef your tweets. Yeah. I think you can sneak one in on the league without without anyone noticing. Yeah, that's me. Somehow, Big somehow, somehow we somehow we wake up two weeks later and we're like, oh, Cost has five really good players that we didn't have before. How'd that happen? Yep, that's me. <laughs> Sneaky guy. Um. All right. Anything else for Week Eight in the Sons of Fantasy Football League from either yeah. of you clowns? Josh Allen just doing doing work, breathing life into the Wolves squad here. Um, kind of hurts for uh, all those teams that were looking at uh, all those guys we talked about. The price of poker just went up, fellas. Gonna need to pay him to sell. Love it. Love it. <clears throat> Renegades, Saquon, if he becomes available, even Jonathan Taylor, those are two big ads. Uh, winning teams should be rooting against them this week because Fegs ain't afraid to sell. So that's that's one you guys should be keeping your eye on this week. Yep. Shane's been texting Fegley about gambling for four years, buttering him up for this one moment. <laughs> We can we can trade for a running back. Um, you guys make fun of me that I text people a week before I'm trade. And Shane's a slow burn, but um, we know what's been happening here. So, all right, thanks for yet again suffering through a mediocre at best podcast with the three of us. We're getting old, fellas. This these these days won't last forever, so we got to enjoy it. I don't know that we're going to be banging out podcasts in our early 40s here in a couple of years. So. <laughs> um, Phil's looking at it, me like, why wouldn't we? So. What, are you what are you thinking, Call of Duty? Oh, God, I, we, sh- we should fire that back up once or here in the future. We should. We should. It'll be a, a week to download all the updates. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of this awful game. Go Phillies, and we'll uh, talk to you guys next week when we break down week nine in the Sons of Fantasy Football League.